Welcome to Inspirational Living with Shonda Jenkins. Are you ready to rediscover you? On this show, I share stories from my own personal experiences, knowledge from spiritual teachers, mindfulness leaders, and philosophers, guiding people to inner healing, self-discovery, and self-love. If you're tired of feeling stuck in cycles from your subconscious programming, or you feel like your life lacks a sense of purpose, tune in today while I share with you another tip on how you can live a more fulfilling, joyful, and purposeful life. Welcome back to Inspirational Living. I'm your host, Shauna Jenkins. And today I have a special guest. Her name is Faye Nolman, and she is the owner of Anita Escape. She also has a couple other businesses that she's going to be sharing with us today. Faith is a life God, a conduit of living information, and a sacred listener. Um, she has several specialties and that she does as far as services, and that includes Reiki. She does access bars, sound healing, yoga, aromatherapy, EFT, which is emotional freedom techniques. And so she's going to be sharing a little bit about what she does. So welcome, Faye Newman, to our show. Hey, Shanda, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Glad awesome. to connect. I am so happy to be here. Oh my goodness. It's exciting because this is actually a new chapter in my world. Um, I'm I'm a transplant down to South Carolina. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So where did you come? Well, you say you transplanted. I transplanted from New Jersey. New Jersey. Wow. I just met someone else. Carrie. Whole shoe. She just came from New Jersey like some months ago as well. Yeah. It seems uh, my son likes to say that this is a Southern New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many people coming down to enjoy the relaxed atmosphere, the better weather, the more open space. It's just ah, relaxing. Awesome. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> I am too. I am too. Um, so where would you like to get started? So share with me a little bit about like what you do as far as your businesses and, and, and stuff like that. Okay. So there's so many, so many hats that I wear if you wanna, if you wanna categorize it. Um, and each of the healing modalities actually cascades into the other. It's not like one specific modality is truly standalone, at least the way I work. Because when I work with somebody, I see what they're presenting with. I see who they are. I energetically feel what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. And then we craft what's needed. So for instance, if somebody says, oh, I need energy work. Do you do Reiki? Well, yes, I do Reiki. I said, but I've had greater success with access bars. What's access bars? 32 different points around your head. It's like pushing the delete button on a million years worth of junk. Yeah. You know, so (laughs) it's like, you'll, you'll either feel like you had a great massage or you'll release emotionally and physically because I've had that experience with clients over time. If they've got deep emotional stuff that they're holding on to, 
which could even be physically related. Mm. Okay. About 90% of what we experience physically is due to the issues in our tissues, things that we're still holding onto that we haven't released. Does that make sense to you? Yes. But it, I guess I make sense to me. Can you explain it in, in depth for my audience who they might not understand like what you mean by like um, 90% of what we have is in our tissues. Can you go and um, depth about that for sure for yeah. sure so the the easiest way to explain that you're driving you come mm -hmm. to a stop sign you start to go and then somebody zooms past the stop sign cuts you off and if in that moment you were fully present you would notice either like your face gets all screwed up and clenched or you got a tightening in your chest yeah belly just kind of compresses and go, Ugh! but we're so conditioned to things like this happening every day yeah, that we just brush it off. But what's mm -hmm. essentially just happened energetically is we've created a little shelf, a little button of, of stuck energy, of mm -hmm. emotion that we're now holding on to. Because when that happened, we got, oh, oh my God, what happened? I almost got hit. I almost had an accident. Ah! Right? And But we just fluff it off. Wow. And that that's the starting point for the negative emotions that build in our body and the physical. So we keep building on that spot of negative emotions that we haven't released from our body physically and energetically. Mm. Until one day we go, why can't I move my shoulder? Why is my neck stiff? Why do I have low back pain? And it's just, it's from all of that stuff that we haven't discharged. So if any of, any of your audience has an animal, like a cat or a dog, they'll notice that when they get frightened or scared, mm -hmm. their backs will go up, right? And then... Mm -hmm when they feel that the threat is gone, they literally shake themselves off to, wow. to discharge the energy. So our animals actually have a higher intelligence level, intelligence level than we do. <laughs> because they know how to get rid of the stuff that's not serving them. Oh, wow. So if that were to happen, like, you know, you have that, that person cut you off and have your body tense up should you shake it off that would be awesome <laughs> that would actually be awesome because then you're discharging your right on on the spot but if you don't feel comfortable shaking your body out <laughs> that's why we have EFT which is emotional freedom technique so the EFT is a series of um tapping on energy points on acupuncture, acupressure points, where this energy does tend to get stored in a more concentrated form. Mm -hmm. So the little bit of verbalization that's meaningful to the person mm -hmm. and the tapping, it's kind of like acupuncture without the needles. Okay. Okay. And you said verbalization, like what you mean by that? Like, um, do you have to say something when you tap in or? Yes. So essentially what happens is because we're dealing with things that have 
happened previously and they're kind of buried in layers in the body. Mm. So what we do is we start tapping on the outside of our non-dominant hand. And that brings the left and the right brain together. So everything is on the same page. Mm. And while we're tapping, we say things like, I don't need to be sick just to get attention. I mm. deeply love, honor, and accept myself. And we go through a couple of statements of that nature. And then we move to the inside of the eyebrow, outside of the eyebrow, underneath the eye, underneath the nose, chin, collarbone, underneath the arm, kind of ladies, mid-bra strap, guys, you'll figure it out. And <laughs> top of the head. And then we take a deep breath, close our eyes, and we just let the energy move through our body. People report feeling sensations of warmth, of feeling more relaxed. There's so many things that we can use the EFT for to help ourselves. So there's that. Okay. And so how would you know what to say when it comes to doing your EFTs? Like how will that person kind of know like what to say when they are actually going through that process? That's a great question. It, as I said, it has to be um, meaningful to the person. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much the words that are important. It's how you feel because the EFT is really based on the emotions that you're feeling and the emotion that you're holding on to and have not yet cleared, right? So mm -hmm. let's say, let's go back to the stop sign. Yeah. Okay. So, oh my God, I can't believe that ding dong cut me off at the stop sign. What the heck was he thinking? How did he run that stop sign? And you're tapping while you're saying this, right? Yeah. And then we're going to accentuate it with, but I deeply love, honor, and accept myself. Mm. So wow. we're expressing the negative that we're holding on to, but we're adding on to it and expanding it into the positive. Mm. So wow. what I typically will do with somebody is we'll work on the negative aspects first, but then I'll layer some positive on top of it. And then um, what I'm, I'm now starting to do is I've been learning hypnosis. Yeah. And I'm thinking <laughs> and I'm seeing an avenue here where we have EFT trance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right so we do some yeah. tapping and then we do a little trance meditation where the body can totally relax where the unconscious mind can come in and yeah. do the things that it knows how to do because the body really does know how to heal itself yeah. it's just that we've been taught we don't know how mm. and what do you mean we've been taught that we don't know how We've been told to trust the pharmaceutical company and that, you know, it, there's a pill for this. There's a, there's an operation for this. If we were told how powerful we truly are, mm. we would be amazed. Yeah, We'd absolutely be amazed. I used to suffer debilitating migraines as a kid. And, um, my mother was kind of ahead of her her time. She used to read this magazine called Prevention Magazine. Mm -hmm. And it had all of these natural homeopathic 
ways to work with your body to get past things that were an issue. And when I would get these headaches, they were so bad that they literally would not subside unless and until my body got to the point where I would vomit. Oh, wow. And then, then the body would finally go into it. But meantime, I'd be literally pulling the hair by my roots to relieve some of the pressure. And I'd have to be in a dark room. Um, As I got older, I would tie bandanas really as tight as I could around my head just to help relieve some of that pressure. Oh, wow. Um, And then when I found EFT, I was experimenting with it. And by listening to my inner guidance and working with things like, I don't need to be sick to get positive attention, because I realized the only time that my mother really had to spend with me was when I was sick. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I brought it into my marriage and realized the only time my then husband paid positive attention to me when he wasn't looking for something else. Uh, wow. Was was when I didn't feel well. Mm. So it was like, oh my God, let me tap on that. I don't need to be sick. I don't need to have positive attention through being through illness. Once I did a couple of rounds of EFT using those thoughts, those statements, not only did I immediately release the headaches by, I would say 85%, I made a few changes to diet, increased my hydration because that's another thing that America, well, the world in general, severely dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Okay. And once I did that, it's been over 30 years since I've had to take a Tylenol or, or, or an Advil. And that is amazing. Right. That is amazing. And being able to correlate that between the headache and like, that was really connected to something else. It wasn't even the headache. The headache was the physical manifestation of the emotional angst that I was holding on to. And now this took me into like midlife till I figured this out. Because mm. the interesting thing was when somebody first introduced EFT to me, I looked at it, I said, this is BS, get this out of my face. Yeah. Right. One year later, it was exactly one year later. I was amazed at how, how that worked out. it was reintroduced to me and I couldn't absorb it fast enough Mm. at that point. I saw the benefit. I had done enough of my own spiritual work where I was finally able to see, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Wow. That, that is amazing. Um, now I'm someone that really believed that we do have the power to heal ourselves, that we don't really have to, um, invest in like prescription medicines and the the holistic side of things and I also believe that and these are just my beliefs you know um that a lot of things that we experience like sickness is due to underlying um other things that we might experience whether it's an emotional side of something that traumatized within our body or just holding things within our body what is your take on that? Absolutely. hundred um, percent. From the beginning, when I first got into the healing arts, 
like not realizing, as I said, my mother had been ahead of her time. So I kind of was in it without even realizing I was in the healing arts. Mm-hmm. And then when I was going through my divorce, I remembered that as a kid growing up, I used to be in massage contests, you know, mm-hmm. back rubs, kids are <laughs> yeah. back rubs. And I always won the contest. So at the time I was working retail doing cell phone sales. Okay. And <laughs> my coworkers were and I were talking and I said, well, I'm thinking about going to massage school. And they encouraged me. Yeah. So here I am, single parenting, working 40 plus hours of retail and going to massage school part time. Okay, so that was kind of the later in life entrance into I need to do something that feeds my soul where I can give back. And so my initial and always present thought was we have our healing in our own hands. Mm. We always have had the healing in our own hands. So with the um the curriculum. So there was massage, there was aromatherapy, there was the Reiki, right? As I said earlier, it all kind of cascades one into the other. You realize, okay, massage is great, but that's not the end all the be all. Mm. Oh, if we add some aromatherapy to it now, not only are we affecting the physical body, we're also affecting the mind. We're affecting Mm. memories, because the olfactory sense is immediate, right? If anybody's ever had a fond memory of apple pie baking in the grandma's house, or for me, it was the first time I smelled frankincense in the in the old market in the in the old city of Jerusalem. Yeah. Even to this day, if I smell frankincense, I'm boom, right back in that market stall. Okay. So now we've got another layer of healing that we don't even have to really do anything about that just by having an inhalation of a specific essential oil. Yeah. That the body starts to heal. Wow. And then when we realize that we're all energetic in nature, it's like, oh my God, what's going on here? That is, that is amazing. Definitely. Um, I don't have, like, I haven't done a lot of research on aromatherapy, but I do know just what using certain scents and how beneficial they have, um, then just for me. Um, so I know that they, if I did more research on it, I'd probably find like so much, (laughs) I'd probably be buying so much, many more things and putting it in my closet. Um, how long have you been doing this for? I know you said for 30 years, you discovered the EFT and it was really beneficial for you and your, and your headaches. Like how long have you been in business? Closing in on 20 years. 20 years. Oh yeah. 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 I stopped taking the Tylenol and the Advil before I figured out the natural with the EFT and the aromatherapy. Cause I just, I had seen a specialist that wanted me to live on a medicine called furanol and this Mm. little tiny blue tranquilizer that I took one of these tranquilizers on a Friday night 
I literally didn't leave my bed until Sunday night. My then husband kept coming to check on me to make sure I was still breathing. Oh my God. Yeah. So I was like, no, not going to go this medical route. So I purposefully stopped taking the Advil and the Tylenol. Mm. So it was still a number of years after I made that decision till I found the EFT and the aromatherapy. But the healing business per se is closing in on 20 years. Okay. And I know that you had, you know, good experiences from, you know, using holistic practices. What made you say, this is kind of what I want to do? Like, what made you say, I want to also help others? As I said, when I was um, in the cell phone world, mm-hmm. it wasn't feeding my soul. I okay. could feel it. You know, I'd been in corporate America. I'd been in in desk jobs. I had been in, re- you name it, I was there. And what happened is people would come up to the cell phone counter and they would take their phone and they'd throw it on the counter and say, fix this piece of crap. And I'm like, um, if you change your attitude, I might consider assisting yeah. you. If not, you can leave right now. And it just, it was draining me, mm. which is when I started to look into massage schools. Okay. Okay. So more so of the draining um, is what caused you to look into it. And needing to give back. As, as a teenager, I was very heavy into social action and changing the world. And I knew that there was another way. Mm-hmm. And it's literally through healing our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. It's the way that we need to go. Yeah. You know, there there are studies that have been done in troubled areas where a group of meditators get together for even an hour, meditating on the thought of peace, calm. And in some of the toughest crime-ridden neighborhoods, war zones even, after that hour of concentrated meditation, the level of peace expanded, the crime rates dropped. Mm. Okay. So as I said, we're all energetic. So if we can affect the outside world on that level with a small group of meditators for days afterwards, right? Imagine what we can do when we apply that inwardly to ourselves. Mm. It's humongous. It's amazing i am convinced that if we got enough people together and it doesn't have to be a large group just a concentrated number of people that every day focused on better world peace calm serenity we would see another world unfold within a week Hmm. right everybody needs to shut their tv off stop watching the news because all that is is negative fear porn Mm. And you said negative fear porn. What share that with my audience? Like, how is that affecting them? Like the, that the, the the news and stuff like that. Okay. So, as I mentioned, our unconscious mind is working twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. It's like mm. a live video cam. All right. We hear that that unconscious mind records literally everything we see, hear, feel, experience. We think we forget things, but that 
is all buried in the subconscious mind, right? So going back to the EFT issues stored in our tissues, it goes in, we don't access it, we don't need it for daily survival, but it's mm -hmm. still there. So if something less than positive shows up, all of a sudden that memory comes to the forefront and we go, oh, I experienced that, that was terrible, right? So what the news does is it keeps playing and showing you all of the terrible. Mm -hmm. So it reinforces in your unconscious mind, everything is terrible. Oh, geez. That is terrible. Okay. So shut the news off. What used to make me crazy is 11 o'clock at night, the news would be on in my house. And at one point I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I'm not doing this. And I literally stopped watching the news at that point. And people go, how are you going to know what's going on? Trust me, what I need to know will come to me. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I stopped watching news. Oh, probably been over a decade. Um, and I didn't, at that time, I didn't have the knowledge that I have now about how media and stuff affected me I just knew that I actually took a I took a year from social media and then I also stopped watching the news because what I found is that emotionally like it was affecting me but I didn't know again all of this knowledge exactly but it was affecting me like I was so depressed and like you know I was like I'm not gonna watch the news anymore and I just decided not to watch the news and people say oh you don't watch news I'm like no if something's happening my mom will call me if the world's ending or something my exactly. mom will message me <laughs> you got <laughs> like, it you got it like when we didn't have gas that time my mom was like you need to go get you some gas because if you don't they're not gonna have any gas and I was like mom I got gas I should be good um but I'm like I would know because somebody in my family would tell me if it's that terrible um, but it was really affecting me and it was affecting social media was really affecting me because people were sharing news people were sharing like a bunch of stuff and now I have filtered through and only follow things that is very positive and very uplifting so when I go through my feed I want to see if I do go through it I want to see what I want to see mm -hmm. so um with that that constant feeling and if you're constantly watching the news what do you think will happen to somebody who watches the news every day oh they're depressed they think there's no way out everything is bad why do you think suicide rates are so up people between the news and social media the algorithms of what they want you to see mm -hmm. people curate literally curating their lives so they look great on social media and you look at that and you go, oh my God, they have this, they have that. Again, unconsciously, you're picking it up and going, I don't have that. I want that. My life sucks, mm. right? So that's playing on your emotional energy as well. That's why it's so important. Okay, so an example, you walk into a room, let's say you're going to a party. You don't immediately, you, you scan the room first right? Even if it's a quarter of a second, you've already scanned the room. Mm -hmm. Energetically, you've picked up on where you want to walk into that room. 
we're all drawn to the positive. So if we walk into a group and we see, oh, they're all, they're frowning and they're talking smack and ugh, we walk away. If we see a group where they're smiling and laughing and having a good time, that's where we go to, yeah. right? Intrinsically, we know where we need to be. The yeah. news and the media don't want us to see that. They don't want us to hear that soft inner guiding voice that guides us. They want us to be dumbed down and just following whatever they give us. Mm. All right. So that's going to affect us. That's totally going to affect us. Not having enough sunlight. Also, we're in front of these computers way too many hours a day. The electromagnetics coming off of the computers are draining our life force mm. and Enough. what is you break that down for me as well like as far as you said is draining our life force what is the computer actually doing when someone is watching our cell phone when someone is constantly on our computer can you share with my audience like what is that doing to them what that basically doing is it's creating a false world you're so focused on what's on the screen. You forget about what's actually going on outside. You forget that there's birds singing, that there's sun shining, that there's a breeze blowing, right? That you can have inter actual interaction with real people. People get hung up on, oh my God, I have a thousand likes on this, or oh my God, nobody liked that post, what's wrong? It's a false sense of identity. Mm. And we get stuck in that loop of negative self-talk instead of being positive and engaging with people who are uplifting, who see that there are other ways to do it. Like if you and I weren't having this conversation, I can guarantee that there are people who have been living their lives, taking whatever they've been taking, thinking that's their only option. Today's conversation has potentially allowed them to go, oh my God, there might be something else available for me, right? Yeah. yeah. When, you're, when you're stuck in the screen, you're only seeing, it's a, it's a tunnel vision. Mm. You're not seeing the other options. You mm. kind of lose your inquisitiveness. Yeah, because you, you don't think that there's something else. Correct. Correct. So not to be heavy or anything, but it's been, it's been set up that way. It's mm -hmm. literally been set up that way. So, wow. yeah. No, I think that's, I think it's important to share that because I think that hearing more multiple perspectives, it, that sharing this common knowledge of like, you've been conditioned to feel this way and have this tunnel vision on this and to have someone come on my my show and also share this with my audience is also important because it's reinforcing the things that I'm sharing out here that's really helping people transform their lives and also know that it's not just coming from me it's not just coming from you it's coming from multiple people so they can know in their head that knowing will start to believe like this is this is true like I do have this tunnel vision and I can also create something better um, than what I have. So no, it's it's okay that this has been deep. Like I'm really enjoying 
everything you share and especially learning about everything being held in our tissues and all, all the things that we experience. So that person who's constantly watching the news, who's constantly in negative environments, they have a lot of things stored in their tissues. Yeah, they're taking on stuff that's not even theirs, right? Because if the unconscious mind is that video recorder, there's no filter there. It's the same way a kid, zero to seven years old, there's no filter. There's no cognitive filter there. So they're just taking it all in. They don't know where to cut it off. So they accepted all is true. And that's basically what our unconscious mind is doing. No filter, just recording it all. It's up to us to learn discernment and listen to that inner voice, that soft guidance that we have been so programmed to tune out, right? How many times, it's, it's kind of like you're using your GPS, GPS, and it's in an area where you know, Okay, but you have the GPS on anyway. GPS tells you to make a right turn and you're going, no, you're wrong. I need to make the left. Mm. And you make the left. The GPS is going to reroute itself and get you where you need to. But you listen to what you already know. Mm. And that's what I'm equating the inner guidance with is we all have the answers to everything that we need. It's just, we're so not used to sitting quietly, sitting in meditation, using self-healing techniques to activate on a deeper level that voice, right? Have you ever had a life situation where your gut is acting up, it's pulling on you, you're going, no, this is wrong, but you did it anyway. And then afterwards you were kicking yourself Oh yeah, I, <clears throat> like um, my past experience, um, I met this person and it didn't really go the way, of course, I wanted to go. Um, I had a diary and like, that was probably telling me like, you should have been in that relationship, but my mind wanted to go into that relationship. And so, um, you know, all the times, like when that happened, like I can always look back and say, okay, you were thinking this, but and you did it anyway. So yes, I have had that experience that I've learned and lived um, and through that experience, I guess I needed to have it to um, be able to share that with others, but I didn't have to have it. You know, I chose to have it, you know, that was my choice at the time, but I, I chose not to listen to myself. And so with that voice, that inner guidance, I guess, how could, how do you actually listen to their inner guidance? Like, it's like, cause you, you, like you're saying, like, you might have that feeling, but like, you're going to do it anyway, or you think you should do it anyway, but you don't know if that feeling is not the right feeling or the right feeling until you actually do it. And then you're like, yes. oh, yes. so it's like, how do you discern between what is right for you to do and what you shouldn't do like because you might think and then if you make a lot of bad decisions and I wouldn't say that's a good or bad if you make a lot of choices that doesn't lead to the outcome that you want and how do you know because you have made all these choices that haven't led you down the path that you wanted to 
that's such an awesome to listen to your guidance like how do you get back there (laughs) yes that's such an awesome question (laughs) uh and it takes practice right because we we've forgotten how to do it so first off the first question everybody asks is how do you know what the voice is Mm. everybody thinks it's going to be this big booming stop sign flashing light yes don't do (laughs) that (laughs) (laughs) that's your ego okay okay (laughs) that inner guidance is such a soft quiet voice it'll come from somewhere in the middle of your head Mm. right it's it's a whisper it's literally a whisper the other thing that goes along with that guidance is your body I keep talking about your gut, your gut, your gut, right? That's our internal GPS. That's our guidance system. So Mm -hmm. we really need to start to tune in to those little body twinges or pulls, right? Or or your whole body reacting going, danger, danger, danger. (laughs) And every time... (laughs) I hear danger, but I'm going to go that way. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So instead of ignoring it, Mm -hmm. listen to it. And every time you listen to it and it pans out to be the right thing, you get to acknowledge it. You get to say, oh, I listened to that little voice or, oh, I listened to my body talking to me and it ended up being the right thing. The more you listen to it, the more you acknowledge it. Mm -hmm the stronger you get in your ability to go, oh, I do know what's right. Mm. You know, because if it's a one and done, you're going to go, ah, it was just a coincidence. Mm. If you keep acknowledging every time that you have that experience, you're going to strengthen that muscle and you're going to become more confident until you get to the point one day where you go, you're wrong. I know what to do. And, but that's a work in progress, right? Because life is always throwing stuff at us for lessons to be learned. It's just the more we repeat the positive, the more positive we create and it gets easier. And when we do hit those little negative points or those spots where we feel like we're being pulled under, they don't last as long. We get to rebound so much quicker. So I I will never forget the day when I started my spiritual journey. I was like, okay, if I just do this, I'll be good. I'll be done. Oh, no. If I just do this, I'll be good. I'll be done. (laughs) Until one day I was informed that you're never done. And I about (laughs) wanted to cry. I was like, what? (laughs) No, it can't be. So as long as we're breathing there's still going to be work to be done. Yeah. So I would suggest people learn that real quick so they're not disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) What, what inspires you? Like, um, what inspires you every single day? Learning, cooking, feeding people, mind, body, and spirit. Mm. Because when I'm learning, I'm igniting that fire that's within me. And it reminds me oftentimes of the things that I've forgotten. I have so many tools in my healing basket at this point. 
that oftentimes I forget. Yeah. I kind of put them aside. So when I learn something new, it's like, oh, well, that connects to that and that connects to that. <laughs> right. So it reinvigorates me. And cooking, cooking is my meditation. Cooking is my creativity. Oh my That's my passion. As a matter of fact, I'm doing my first in-person cooking class this coming Saturday. Woo! Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be fun. We're going to be making two types of vegetarian burgers and some sweet potato miso soup. It'll oh, wow. Be, it's going to be yum. <laughs> so I'm vegan. So this, I probably could like substitute if I was coming, like I could probably substitute some things. Um, they're the only thing that you would have to substitute in the one recipe is the egg. So instead of using the egg, you just use a flaxseed egg or yeah. chia seed gel yeah. and you'd be good to go. Oh, wow. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So I guess we talked a lot about that. What, what I really got from my conversation today is that we our feelings every feeling that we feel we hold it in our tissues like um and that creates a memory that sometimes we need to release some of those memories and that's through a lot of the work that you do um especially if they're not really beneficial for us especially if we're holding on to things that that's really not serving us what is a piece of advice you can provide for my audience that could really help them today with everything that you share with me um, that they can really take away from this and really start implementing it into their life and, and then about the benefits of it. Sure. Um, I was going to say something else, but as you were talking, yeah, I, I, I received another bit of information. Say it, say it, say it, <laughs> say it. So this is me listening to my own advice, okay? Yes. <laughs> so during um, during the whole pandemic lockdown thing in New Jersey, we were way locked down than South Carolina was. Mm -hmm. And I would frequently spend three to four hour periods in meditation a day. Mm -hmm. That was what kept me sane. That was what kept me going. And the one of the messages that used to come that came through loud and clear numerous times, which kind of freaked me out the first time, but I was like, okay, I'm meant to hear this, was those who come to God will be revered. Mm. And that was a big one for me because I feel like I'm more spiritual. I gave up organized religion years ago yeah. because I saw it was a lot of crowd control. Yeah. And I'm not knocking religion, you know, if it's right for somebody, that's cool. But we are our own spiritual beings. We don't need a middleman to get us to where we are, because what did Jesus say? Where two or more are gathered, there's church. Mm -hmm. Right. So we don't yeah. need to be in a physical building. Meditation brings us into that space of silence where we can hear what God has to tell us. Mm. So for that message to come through, it, it just was re, re building, intensifying the fact that we need to be in silence mm. because we are surrounded by so much noise, so much energy every day. It's all around us. 
I mean, we're walking around with those phones in our hands. How many times a minute do you check your phone? Right? That's noise. We need to go back into the silence. And as we get comfortable in the silence, then we start to hear that inner guidance that we spoke about earlier. Yeah. We find our nervous system starting to slow down, relax, get comfortable. And then we can get the information that we need, or we can decide which direction should we turn right, should we turn left. Okay. It makes it easier to find that discernment. Does that make sense? No, that makes a, a lot of sense. So being able to make time to sit in silence, it's important. How much time would you recommend, you know, because some people will look at three or four hours like, oh my God, Faith, this is a, that's a lot of hours. Oh yeah. But remember, I had nothing else to do at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally like, you need to stay in your house. We're not letting you out. You can't yeah. go anywhere. So what would you say to um, someone? Somebody who's just starting out, five minutes literally five minutes do five minutes in the morning like get up go to the bathroom because you can't think and meditate on a full bladder mm -hmm. not happening <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so after you do that just take five minutes close your eyes focus on your breathing just focus on the sensation of your breath coming into your body your breath leaving your body breath in breath out breath in breath out that's why people love coming to my yoga classes because I include a bit of meditation and relaxation along with the physical aspect of the practice, right? Mm -hmm. Five minutes in the morning, five minutes sometime in the afternoon, take a break. In the old days, people take cigarette breaks, right? Mm -hmm. Which is a destructive form of meditation if you really look at it because you're, there's, a, there's a ceremony involved with taking the pack of cigarettes, pulling the cigarette out. Most people smell it, light it, take that first deep breath. Mm. Wow. Ah, yeah. It actually is a meditative experience, even though it's yeah. a destructive one. <laughs> it is. I, wow. Okay. So we need to put that aside and just so five minute meditation break in the afternoon. And then before you go to bed, another five minutes because mm -hmm. this way your unconscious mind is going to be marinating on something good mm. right and for the next six eight ten hours however long you're sleeping that goodness is going to be focused on that inner mind and your body is going to go oh that's what you want great so when you wake up the next morning you're going to have more of that mm. the meditation is cumulative so even though it's five, three separate times where you've meditated for five minutes, effectively, it's a 15 minute meditation, even though you broke it up. Okay. It becomes cumulative in your body. So over time, you might potentially build to that three, four hours. Trust me, I did not get to a three, four hour meditation in one, one sitting. It was a lot, it was a lot of practice. Okay. And when you heard the voice, those who come to God will be reverent, share with me a little bit about that. And I think that's my last question. Can you, can you 
like break that down for someone for me he who comes to god will be revered my interpretation of that because that's really all yeah when we get guidance like that it's always subject to our own interpretation our life experiences what we hold to be as true mm -hmm. okay to me, that was an affirmation that the meditation was really, really important because oftentimes people will pray for things all day, every day. So they're given information out what they want, what they think mm. they want, what they need. But going into that meditation is allowing for the answer to come through. Mm. Right. You can't keep asking and not be willing to receive. Wow. So you think that if if you are only asking. You if you don't actually be willing to receive, would you ever receive? You'll receive, but you might miss the fact that you're receiving. Mm. Right. It's like as simple as, oh, dear. God. OK, here's one. I was going through years ago, I was going through a little bit of a financial disparity. And I was like, oh my God, I'm getting to the register at the grocery store. Do I have enough money in my wallet? I looked down and there was money on the floor and it was enough to pay for what I was buying. Mm. I was like, oh my goodness. I asked and there it was. Had I been focused solely on what was in my wallet in that moment, I might have missed what was laying there waiting for me. Mm. Wow. <laughs> right. No, wow. Wow. This has been amazing, Faye. I really have enjoyed getting to know you, get to to gain all this knowledge, um, especially that I can use or my viewers can use. And so I'm so so glad that I got to have you on my show today. Would you like to share um with the listeners where they can find you? <sighs> Shonda, I'm thrilled that we were able to connect and allow me to literally burst into South Carolina. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, you made this whole process really easy and a lot of fun. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. They can, my main website is a needed escape. And it's like you're needing bread dough. A-K-N-E-A-D-E-D-E-S-C-A-P-E.com. Um, and then because, as I stated earlier, everything rolls into the other, uh, I am associated with two other companies. One is a, a redux molecule, which I've been taking these products now over a year. And the physical effects that I've been noticing have been amazing. Like Shonda, you can see my skin because you and I. Yeah, are, you look you know, good. <laughs> okay. This is just from the products that I've been taking. So that website is Faye, F-A-Y-E-N dot myasea, M-Y-A-S-E-A live.com and you can find those products there and a lot of information um I literally started taking those products and thought eh nothing's gonna happen yeah 
And then I started seeing um, like wrinkles disappearing. Oh my gosh. Dental issues, fixing gum issues, clearing up old scars disappearing. Um, oh my goodness. I had my, my low back was going to go at one time and I took the, the renew 28 gel and I placed it on the spot in my back where it was feeling weak. My, yeah. back, did, my back didn't go out. There's so many things that these products that I've been using for that I never even thought that they would be positively affecting me. Yeah. So I went in a, with zero expectations and I'm now like, yeah, y'all need to try these products. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I'm definitely going to look them up, especially with um, like dental rinse, wrinkles, all that stuff, like scars. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out because like I, I, I'm going to go in with zero expectations too. And I'm going to be like, all right, Faye, look at me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I got this one wrinkle right here and it's so aggravating. So <laughs> I just, I just want to, I want to try it just because of that one wrinkle. It's well, they, e they even came up with a skincare line, which I just started using. Yeah. So I'm going to see how that shows up as well. So I'm the type of person where I don't believe anything any company tells me <laughs> until I try it myself. Yeah. Okay. So years ago, I used to sell Tupperware. Yeah. And they said, oh, it keeps things fresh. And so I did my own experiments in between the Rubbermaid containers and the Tupperware. I saw the Tupperware claims were true. And then I was able to be able to confidently say, yes, this works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I do that with everything, whether it's the um, healing work with my clients or any of the products that I bring forward to share with people. Unless until, unless and until I have personal positive experience, nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other, the other company that I'm involved with is Volara. It's um, V-O-L-L-A-R-A.com forward slash inspire, I-N-S-P-I-R-E. They have these air purifying systems that eliminate mold, mildew, dust, and they were tested, eliminate viruses. I don't want to name any specific ones. Okay. And I know that that works because my previous home was made out of poured concrete and cinder block mm. and mold and mildew was a definite issue in that home. I bought one of these, one of these purifiers, started running it. People who lived in the town in the same type of house would come to my house and go, your house doesn't smell like, like our house. How come? And mm. I showed, and I showed them the unit. It works that well. Oh, wow. Yeah. So again, positive results. And they have a couple other products as well, but my main focus on that was the air purifiers. So there's that. And it's all health related. It's yeah. It's all health related. It. Definitely. Cause mold can really affect your body, your health. So. Oh yeah. You can get really sick with mold. Yeah. Well, this has been great. I really, again, thank you again for coming today and sharing all your knowledge. Um, thank you guys for tuning in today. And I hope that this has been inspiring that you take the exercise, the three five-minute meditations a day one in the morning 
one in the afternoon and one before you go to bed and you apply it into your life, allow, allow yourself to do that for at least 30 days so that you can see the benefits of it. Um, if you thought this episode has been beneficial for you, please share it on social media, share it with someone you love, your friend, your family member. Remember, sharing is caring. All right, you guys, thanks for tuning in. I love you guys. Have an amazing day. Bye.